Hello, welcome to Hacks. It's a tech podcast. My name is Simon. I'm joined by Moral. Hello. And Rob. Hello. I'm back. Yeah, we know you're back. Yeah. It's not special. You're always there. Oh. Oh, I'm special? Sure. <laughs> what the pause was way too long. Let's just get straight into it, uh, because yep. there's going to be a lot of content to talk about. So... Um, we were trying to come up with a nice, timely thing to discuss this week, and I noticed over the last week or so, and I don't know if anything specific prompted this, but on Twitter I was seeing a, a real marked uptick, at least among people I follow, about YouTube's recommendations. And specifically, um, I saw people saying things like, "I all I do on YouTube is watch Baby Shark, and it's trying to get me to watch, you know, uh, Jordan Peterson going on Rogan or like the Armored Skeptic telling you that trans people are mutants or whatever. A very, very common complaint about YouTube is that it is like a radicalizing engine and that um, the alt-right and right-wingers generally just have a really a much easier time getting their content out and seen and uh, and promoted. So... Partially in the spirit of our last episode where we talked about uh, Bandersnatch, I came up with a fun game. <laughs> a theoretically fun game. Yes, it would have been fun. It, w- it might have been, right? Um, yeah. I, I haven't come up with the name of this of this game yet, but um, here are the rules, which we may, which we will modify if we ever do this again for reasons that will become clearer when we start talking. So uh, I really wanted to test out what YouTube's algorithm does when it doesn't have browsing data or other data to pull from. So the first step is that we each had to open um, a VPN or a Tor window uh, with no history and uh, fire up YouTube, press play on something from the main like trending page, something uh, with a high view count that's fairly innocuous. And from there, you would have to click on the worst thing, however, whatever your criteria for worst uh, ends up being, and you have to click on the worst thing that shows up in the recommendation sidebar on the right, uh, and then you have to do that five more times for a grand total of six videos. And um, you know what's funny is I said there's a grand total of six videos, and I just realized that I only watched five. <laughs> <laughs> So cool. I broke my own rules totally by accident. But anyway, so the the, the winner uh, is the one who ends up on the worst piece of content. And I think we're just going to have to agree on that by consensus. Uh, yes. So um, I, hopefully that doesn't require any more explanation. And so what we're looking to find out is uh, to sort of really glean how these algorithms kind of work, what they pick up on, how effective they are at picking up on those things. And of course... Does it just send you straight to the shit pile? And uh, since you weren't able to grace us with your presence last week, <laughs> Morale, let's start with you. What did you start with and where did it take you? Okay. Um, so I think, I mean, we can discuss this in, 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 I guess, a more fulsome way after, I guess, each of us go or present our stuff or kind of collectively. But the one thing that I found um, kind of interesting just at the outset, um, reflecting on this experience, was that the algorithm isn't that visible to me in terms of what it actually suggests and what it picks up. I kind of got this interesting, well, it wasn't interesting because it was quite boring, actually, but (laughs) quite a diverse mishmash, right? Like it was just, I expected, and we were talking about this before we started recording, that like part of me kind of wanted to see what the path to radicalization looks like um, as someone who is very careful about how I interact with the internet, um, like to avoid essentially kind of its, its, um, its, its right wing areas, if you want to put it that way. Um, I I know I I kind of am always actively searching for content. I don't actually kind of just wander on the internet. Maybe that's because I don't have time or because I'm technologically illiterate. Now, so I I did the thing we're supposed to do. I opened up, you know, an, an incognito window. And what was suggested to me, uh, strangely enough, and, and this is where um, I'm interested. We can talk about this a little bit later, I guess. But the first thing that my entry point into my own boring bandersnatch, if you want to put it that way, 
was uh, a kid's video uh, about a particular train with his friends and how they sing about how they're steamies or like <laughs> tanks. So for those of you who don't know, Thomas the Tank Engine, who if if you ever have to watch this shit, I'm sorry to your kids who like it, but it's just so bad and like very fascist in many ways. This it's capitalist is, like, torture porn. It's horrible. Um, it's all about like, I had to watch an episode the other day. This is a side note. But for those of you who don't know what Thomas the Tank Engine is, uh, it's just like very creepy trains who yeah. like, yeah, who like interact with one another. And I had to watch an episode the other day where like, the the one train Thomas, who's like I guess the protagonist, was lauded for his um, ability to recover a watch for an inspector who was otherwise grumpy at him, um, because the watch was special to the inspector. He'd received it for twenty years of service with the railway, which I thought was like, <laughs> like what what are you teaching kids? This show is created by a British person. Wait, in case wait, you okay. tell. wait a second. <laughs> yeah. Wait a second. How did he retrieve the watch? Well, other trains who are women in this case, uh, women train characters, I forget their names, found it on the beds of their cars and gave it to the man train who then was like, we have to, I'm a leader. Let's go find the inspector who I pissed off. And then they like, the trains are like characters. That's just just how they are. I understand that. But how do they give each other things? (laughs) Like physically? I don't know. Do they have arms? It's, it's not explained. It's, it's not. not explained. No, it's not explained. It, they use fancy animation. To, the, <laughs> to be honest, my main memory of Thomas the Tank Engine was that uh, clip from it that went like semi-viral a couple years ago, where uh, like a badly behaved train gets walled up. Yes. Like, yes. In a, yes. In a, in a disused tunnel <laughs> to, to yes. sit there forever and decay. <laughs> we shall take away your rails, he said. And leave you here for always and always and always. All he could do was watch the trains rushing through the other tunnel. He was very sad because he thought no one would ever see his lovely green paint with red stripes again. But I think he deserved his punishment. Don't you? This is where radicalization begins. So actually, I guess I should revisit my initial comment, which is to say that the first thing that was suggested to me was indeed um, a very problematic video. It was the perfect place to start. It was the perfect place to start. It was the perfect place to rot my brain. By the way, Um, I have to to just put in a a, a note here and say, was all you did open an incognito window? No, I I didn't. No, actually, actually, I did do a VPN. That's, That's not true. I did do a VPN. I always default... Do a VPN. Okay. When I'm, All right. Yeah. So what are you think... la- I'm serious. Who are you? What do you mean? <laughs> well, I. this is another orthogonal thing to talk about. But a few years back when I was starting out my, my doctoral studies, I went through this terrible phase where I thought I would like do ethnographic work on the dark web. Um, so I had to learn how to use all the stuff. Um, but Tor's like super clunky and really slow. And then I realized really quickly that like I am not the person to be on the dark web Hmm. because I'll probably get like kidnapped um, because I'm just stupid and not very careful. And all my passwords are just very simple or were at the time. But now you're on the intellectual dark web. (laughs) Hacks. Oh, I thought you meant Thomas the tank. Anyway. So, okay. So I start off with Thomas the tank engine. And uh, did you write down the view count on that by any chance? No, I didn't look at any of the view counts. I just saw that there were big numbers. And I have to admit here that my glasses are, the prescription is out. So I can't see little fonts. Um, It was in my instructions to write down the view counts. Your your instructions were in little fonts on Discord on my phone. And I just can't see it. You can make the font bigger. Well, how? Show me how and I'll do it. Anyway, so I didn't check the, the view counts, but I'm sure it's like billions of views because every child uh, who's being radicalized will be subjected to this crap. Okay. Anyway, so it was a lot of people and it was like lots of thumbs ups, that kind of stuff. Um, so that was my entry point. And then I picked, I mean, almost, I'm sure I tried really hard not to go for like the easiest clickbait, but also... Um, I couldn't resist, and Joe Rogan's hot take on Gillette, the Gillette commercial. It came up? It came up. It was in the recommendations? It was. Wow. 
It was okay. in the recommendations. And so I clicked on it, not having paid too, too much attention to Joe Rogan at all, ever. Um, and I assume it was you know, four hours long. Well, no, it was just a clip. It was like a little short clip, a couple minutes. Okay, um, that's I think good. it was like maybe five or seven minutes. I forget. So yeah, so he gets this Theo Vaughn guy who's like a Road, Run, Road Rules alum on there. And they start talking about the Gillette ad. And I got to say, like, I kind of agree with Joe Rogan's take on this. You know? And he, Hell yeah. Well, he points out that like, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but he says, you know, oh, Gillette, like, what are you changing the world with your shitty advertiser-based philosophy? Good point. Good point, Joe Rogan. Like, I agree. Um, you know, I obviously don't agree with the rest of his take, which was that, like, we don't need to kind of call these issues surrounding toxic mas- masculinity um, to task or, or highlight them. But right, that's I his did- entire demo. He can't have that fucked with. No, but he did make a good point that, like, he even said at one point, you're telling people to get their shit together in a fucking razor ad. And I think that's a quotation directly. And, like, yeah. That's a bad way to do it. And also, like, I don't care about some fucking corporation trying to look like they give a shit about these issues because they don't, right? So that was the, that was the second one. And then the third one... Oh, wait, no. There was another good take. This, this scrunchy face guy, Theo Vaughn. <laughs> there was a brief discussion before the video ended, the clip ended, about how the internet's really cool because there are really cool people on the internet and good people with different values, which I thought was, like, a pretty funny... This Theo Vaughn guy said that? Yeah, him and, like, R- Rogan were, like, riffing. Like, yeah, you know, like, some people are just really cool. And then Rogan even pointed out to the the scrunchy face guy um, that, you know, it must be tough because the guy has a, a southern accent and people must assume things about him, mm-hmm. which I thought was hilarious. Anyway, so that's number two. So okay. then from that, there's, like, uh, a list that of mu- That like, must have opened things up a bit. Yeah, so, like, really, what, yeah. so you chose one specific video from there, but, like, what did the overall, like the overall theme of the related list look like? From that first from intake? The, from the, the Joe Rogan video. The Joe Rogan video was, like, a list of, okay, there was Ben Shapiro-related stuff, one of which I clicked on. Um, obviously, like, some Jordan Peterson, like, related crap. Um, one about, uh, there was a video about um, how... Someone was caught trying to like lie to the police, like a, a like a dash cam type mm-hmm. thing. Um, and then there were a few videos about like sports, which I found really interesting, like NBA highlights. Uh, and then increasingly, as as I clicked on things, there was a lot of like NFL related content, like why Tom Brady was overlooked for by this team for a particular draft pick, if that's even a thing. Um, so it was like really strange, kind of broy content. Um, so that was kind of where I was at. So one of them had a, this, like, Ben Shapiro absolutely destroys people with facts volume one video. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just like, This is uh, every Ben Shapiro video. Yeah. And again, another scrunchy face motherfucker. This guy looks like dumbass. Um, so it and, did only take you theoretically two clicks to get to Ben Shapiro. Yeah, but he's so boring. From Thomas the Tank Engine. Like, I feel <laughs> as though that is getting forgotten here. Well, no, no, no. From Joe Rogan. From Joe Rogan, it was one click. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, of course. Okay. So wait a minute. Um, so after Joe Rogan, what did you actually click on? I clicked on Ben Shapiro absolutely destroys people with facts. Oh. Volume one. That's what oh, it was called. Do you know a lot about Ben Shapiro? No. I, again, I kind of stay away from bad parts of the internet. And Until it's now. And bad people. Yeah. <laughs> and so like this guy's face loads up and I just want to punch him. Um, and he just like, ugh, the thing about these write, these alt writers is that they really leverage what they think is like an expert understanding of logic to disassemble bad questions. Are you about to destroy Ben Shapiro with facts and logic? Well, I'm just saying like, (laughs) they just, they use random, like who even cares fucking summary stats. And then they just say weird shit that follows a logical sequence. And so people don't question it. Right? Like, he has this whole... So this this compilation video is just him burning people, which is, like... That's pretty lame if someone's sitting at home just, like, watching this shit. Like, like man, I just want to watch some guy burn a bunch of college students in a Q&A session. I thought that was really strange. And it starts... The video starts with, a, a, like, a shot of Ben Shapiro in some kind of lecture hall at a, at a campus um, in front of, like, a blackboard and, like, some at like um amphitheater t- style place giving two fingers to a college room like a, a college crowd that's like booing him and calling him a white supremacist which i thought was like pretty lame um 
And then he brandishes like a diaper at them, which I thought was a bit like babyist. <laughs> it was pretty stupid, frankly. So yeah, he goes on about like, essentially, he's just, the, the video is just him burning people. Um, and he has a great line about how the problem with, <laughs> the problem with like, uh, like rape culture is not rape culture, but it's because sex is transactional today and we need to reinvest sex with values and re-inculcate men mm. with being gentlemen. We've erased traditional masculinity. Um, and that's why, you know, Harvey Weinstein issue, fine, I want to put my body on a couch um, in exchange for a part in a movie. That's my decision. But if you slut shame me, then you're the problem. This is what he was saying. Um, so I kind of lost interest pretty quickly. But one thing that I noticed started popping up in uh, not Joe Rogan, but from here on was the use of the word trigger mm. to like as like an example of libtards being upset, which I thought was like totally missing the point. But anyway, so it's just him going on and on and on looking like an idiot. And then the next thing. So there was just a bunch of related shit all about Ben of Shapiro, course. Ben Shapiro, this Ben Shapiro, that. Um Lots of, like, hot takes on, like, being an alt-writer, like, by a variety of figures, like Jordan Peterson. I resisted clicking on any Jordan Peterson content, by the way. That's good. Very That's difficult. good for you. Yeah. Um, and so the next one, the the kind of least offensive slash most offensive one, because they were all terrible, was, what's that Milo guy's name? Yiannopoulos. Milo Yiannopoulos. He was, like, totally shamed, right? Even by Yeah, he's standards. he's done. He's done. But there was it was a little clip on on his take on feminism. It was something like Milo uh like destroys feminism in one take and it was all about how he thinks that, you know, we need to take care of women. He really cares about them. Um mm. but feminism has become all about man-hating and women don't want feminism anymore. And then he starts making up all these like stats about how you know, the the numbers don't lie about how patriarchy doesn't exist. The wage gap is a lie. Rape culture is a lie. All these kind of typical stupid right shit. And then he went on this extremely racist and paternalistic kind of take about how black lives would matter if black people started voting for Republicans because then they would value their lives and not shoot Ooh. them. What? Yeah, it was the stupidest. It was just garbage. And this is where I started getting like super upset um, because, again, these people just use really bad, um, like just like a basic understanding of logic. Like and and you know causal thinking and apply it to any situation and then just try to like throw random statistics and made up facts just fucking fake news. I feel to, like to I did point. this to you and I'm upset now. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay because the next thing I clicked on was uh, there was just a bunch more of this shit and I was so pissed off that I clicked on the only thing that looked so there was um, ten celebrities. 10 celebrity fans do something crazy or North Korean labor camps, vice news, part one of seven. Ooh. So I logging camp. So I clicked on that and that was just like typical vice newsy nonsense of like, you know, kind of interesting enough, but then there's actually no content. It's just like, yeah, I'm yeah. on a train on the Trans-Siberian Express and it's so hot and these people are going to get in trouble for talking to us. So that was thankfully only four minutes long. And then finally my search culminated with, a quick explainer video of how to become how to become pope what <laughs> yeah it was like a five minute video of the requirements to become a pope one be a man two be catholic then become you know uh, a priest and then if you're lucky you become a cardinal and then if you're really lucky you become a bishop and or no sorry you become a bishop first and then a cardinal and then you vote for the pope or become the pope yourself um, the one thing I found interesting, I didn't know this because I don't care about religion, sorry, uh, don't at me, was that like the cardinals get together and like write their little votes for who should be pope on a piece of paper and then like chant it, like chant their spell or whatever, and then throw <laughs> it in the fire. Yeah. Which That's I thought, what the white smoke is. See, I don't even know any of this stuff. I was, I was not raised with this kind of belief system. Did you go to a, a Catholic school? Well, yeah, like in Quebec, but I don't. <clears throat> And pay attention. Fair. Um, Let's see. But, I'm a, I'm nominally a man, and I was raised Catholic, so I mean, I've got the first two down. Yeah, and all the stuff about I didn't realize that to be a is it a bishop or a cardinal? I'm, I'm not remembering this now, but to be a bishop, I think you have to have a PhD in theology. Really? Yeah. Seems hmm. kind of classist. It does, doesn't it? At least they're going to some school, but like. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn! That took a real left turn at the end. Yeah, uh, it was. All right, kind so of that like, was that was where you. I feel like you. You went to some really dark places, but you ended up somewhere really innocuous. 
Yeah, you pulled up on the flight stick after Ben Shapiro or after yeah. Milo. It, you know what? I think it was the the North Korean labor camps that really changed. Something happened to the algorithm. Saved by it. Vice News. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Who would have thunk? All right, so, so you that's... chose you chose sanity in a bid to make you, you you could have easily won this game, but instead you chose <laughs> you chose to preserve your sanity, and I I respect that. Thank you. I I couldn't really go all in because I felt like I was about to start writing letters. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's never a good impulse. No, and I knew I had to walk away from it. I think it's pretty clear from what you experienced that Joe Rogan is the the gateway to hell. Yes. Right? Yeah. That's, uh, that's I think a Thomas really the Train is. <laughs> well, yeah, true. Thomas the Train is like the the boatman on the river sticks. The, the thing is, though, that 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 Joe Rogan video, uh, I may as well go next because this isn't going to take long. Um, yeah, edit mine he, out. That that Joe Rogan video was on the list of stuff. Like when I first booted up my totally clean uh, set of recommendations, Joe, Joe Rogan had a whole like uh, little section of his own on that front page. So I don't think it it said, oh, you like Thomas the Tank Engine, so either you're a child, a parent, or a train pervert, and, uh, <laughs> to or a, and, fascist. and or fascist, and all those groups like Joe Rogan. I don't think that's how it works. I think it just, it pulled out like a couple of the general ones, because it didn't have a lot of data on you yet. Yeah. Um, so uh, it almost feels like you cheated a little bit, but that's okay. Uh, you didn't technically break any of the rules. Uh, so my approach was to watch the most in like, I really tried to watch the most inane bullshit I could find and, uh, it worked. (laughs) So I, I, yeah, I, I, I steered clear of anything political or like really anything with content and just really tried to steer into, um, like, uh, like I said, pure inanity. And I thought a good way to start, on this path would be to start with 13 funny gadget pranks, uh, which, yeah, which had 22.8 million views. And it's this, uh, it's this video with very strange sort of like ESL slash describe video style narration where the narrator constantly refers to the two women in the video as blue eyes and redhead as opposed (laughs) to, Yeah. As opposed to giving them names, I'm not clear why it needed to be narrated at all. The blue-eyed girl can't understand why an iPod is in a candy vase and why she isn't able to turn it on. It's easy. This is a dessert. I can bite off a piece of the iPod. It might develop a good taste in music. The pranks just become increasingly elaborate so quickly. Create a candy iPod with candy headphones and stick it in a candy vase because you've obviously just got one of those hanging around and they'll think what? it's an iPod for a minute, but then they'll realize that they can eat it. <laughs> How is that a prank? <laughs> There's no victim. <laughs> Who has this much time to do these stupid things? <laughs> there's oh also God. like, there's one that involves like affixing googly eyes to like, like a it. set of headphones, but to do the prank correctly, you've got to... <laughs> To do the prank correctly, you you have to put put the headphones on your friend's head without them seeing you do it. <laughs> so like it's just a totally normal thing to put headphones on a friend's on a friend's skull. Very strange. So the thing is that uh, it was sort of diminishing returns, I think, because when you click on something like uh, like this prank video, it, it it thinks, okay, you're a pranks guy. <laughs> 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 which is as we'll discover not good and uh and b it ha- that has so much content that has to do with quote pranks uh or like anything like in that general area of like magic or you know am- just you know general amusement so <laughs> the second video i went for <laughs> is called and i'm not making this up when food <laughs> shit when food is bay <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna link all these videos in the episode description Please right do. i now want to look it up no i mean it's it, like they're really easy to find uh but if but please like make sure you're in a vpn when you do it because you do not want this shit in your history uh making you think making youtube think that you're this person so this was actually interesting uh 40 million views um, wow when food was, is bay yeah it was so <laughs> it's actually so the full title is actually when food is bay 
and food hacks and DIY ideas. So it's actually two videos kind of mashed into one. And so the first bit is like this, this, it's like three minutes of absurdly inane vignettes, like with, with no dialogue, uh, in which like a girl goes to work and she puts food in the microwave and the microwave (laughs) is taking too long and she's like fidgeting around waiting for it to be done. And then she pulls the food out of the microwave and it's too hot. Oh no. (laughs) Like these are the sort, I'm serious. Like that's the level. It's so wait, literally, I have a question. Yeah, what's your what's your question? So like when you're watching this unfold, you said there's no dialogue. So is it like, you know, that uh, Just for Laughs pranks? <laughs> like, is it's, that what you're watching? Except it's without sort the of laugh like, track? It's like that format, but it's just like, instead of jokes, it's just like, uh, it's just like some girl at a party picks up a cupcake and she bites into a cupcake and now there's icing on her face. When food is bay. Oh my you, god, this, this is, is making me so angry. I feel like morale watching a Milo video. <laughs> yeah, Wait, is, I cannot. So is this like is this like um pre-porn? Like this no. like this must be content that people what? jerk off to. Like why no, else would no, anyone no, watch no, this shit? It's, it's be- wait, how do you no 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 pause. How are we gonna <laughs> like explain pre-porn food is bay connection? Well like why else would someone watch a video? of someone heating something in the microwave unless they thought I was hot. No, it's like it's stuff that <laughs> it's 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 just a terrifying window into normie culture. Cuz it's get, relatable. What's it's relatable. About it? Like like when you look at the box of cookies and the serving size says 3, but you're going to have way more than 3 cookies. No way. This is not real. How it good is. was the editing on these vignettes? Um, I mean, it was definitely more uh, more polished a production than uh, thirteen funny gadget pranks. Um, but I mean, it had you know, it had some like you know, pod safe type music on it, like the typical ukulele shit that's on every commercial. But anyway, so after about three minutes of that, it's followed by about six minutes of uh, those typical like that typical camera angle of like looking straight down on a kitchen counter while someone's making stuff. Um, Mm. and just like very elaborate, like, um, home treats and stuff. So, and actually (laughs) I I have to say some of them actually were kind of cool. I guess it's guys, you know, for what it is, it's fine. It's just, it's very strange that they mash, they figured out that if they mash those two totally different videos together, they would get a shitload of views. And they did. Uh, who is watching this you know that's an excellent question who are Um, you people i uh i i I don't know uh okay so um sorry i have to go back and read a quote from the first video just just to really hit home how weird the language is the funniest headphones for my friend are guaranteed (laughs) (laughs) yes what this is Oh, it's such a banal. Yeah, space. no, I really. This is where I went for it. So uh, it doesn't get any better from there, but it does get a little <laughs> weirder. Um, so the third one, I'm going to have a really hard time explaining this, and we're going to be here forever if we try to figure it out. So I'm just going to kind of gloss over it. And um, oh wait, sorry, not this one. This one is just dumb. So the third one is uh, Zach King magic uh, magic tricks uh, revealed cool. yes. 2018 superhero new best <laughs> it's, it's wow really that new fucking title <laughs> seo yeah, so yeah so this got 19.7 million views and this guy uh so basically he is not a magician um in the conventional sense what he does is he what is has a conventional magician <laughs> a conventional magician does an magic tricks wizard. for an audience uh or right. yes is actually a wizard to and you know engages with the dark arts Okay. This guy basically just has like a set of uh, videos. I don't know what format they're originally made for. Instagram, maybe. Um, or anyway, I don't know what the kids are using these days. It's not TikTok. Anyway, um, and in the video, the videos use digital effects and editing to make quote magic tricks. So like he'll oh yeah, he'll like, I know what you're talking about. Like this type of um, there's like a compilation of like a dude who does like like he'll get flattened by a car. But it's just like editing. That kind of thing, sort of, yeah. Like he'll he'll jump out of a uh, out of a picture frame and then back yeah. in, or like oh, this is like a classic Vine genre. Uh, yeah, except there's like the production value is higher. 
mm-hmm. um, because cl- like clearly someone who actually has a facility with editing and and digital effects is is doing it. I don't know if it's him or not. The first couple of them are kind of amusing, but then you realize they're all like they're all using the exact same um, ideas. Mm. And you know, sometimes there's cute animals involved, which is fine. Like he he shakes this piggy bank until it becomes a pig, and you know, shit like that. And it's a lot of cute, innocuous, very forgettable. Um, I'm gonna forget about it as soon as we're done recording this. Uh, the next one I'm, is the weird one I was referring to earlier, and again, we just kind of have to gloss over this one. Um, and that's uh, mystery man face reveal, and then in in parentheses. <laughs> In parentheses, I can already tell you we're not going to gloss over this. Yeah, I have questions. <laughs> and then in parentheses, Project Zorgo? Project, I'm Googling it. Okay, okay, okay go on. Okay, so this was really confusing. So essentially yeah. it was sort of a, it was about 12 minutes long, and it was it, it starts in media res with this girl in a, in a parking lot, and she's got these two rocks, and she dissolves them in a in a glass container because she has to to solve some mystery. So clearly that's like a serialized story that's happening. Okay, so this um, is set up as being fictional. It's well, well it's 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 shot in like a doc in like a like a mockumentary. Well, it's yeah, it's clearly like a like a fake doc found footage thing. Um but it's very very badly written and acted. So no one uh with more than 3 brain cells should think that it's real. Um people in the comments for the app because yes, there's an app associated with this. Um, they, some of them do seem to think that it's real and I'm very concerned about that. Um, anyway, it was, this was really hard to watch because like I said, it was very, uh, you know, very hyper campy, very badly written. Uh, the story is impossible to follow because it's probably like the 50th installment of this like interminable story about some conspiracy, uh, super weird. Um, what, so it's, there's these two characters involved, uh, Vi and Chad. And until no. I figured out that, yeah, until I Chad. figured out that one of the, that the guy's name was Chad, I thought maybe it was covertly alt-righty because at one point there's a drug called CH4D that gets invoked. But then I realized <laughs> it was just a play on the character's name and not some weird invocation of, you know, an alt-right thing. Anyway, uh, like I said, there's a there's an app that connected to this that you can find on like the Play Store and stuff. Uh, I it would have taken me hours to figure out what the fuck was going on, to be honest, and I just <laughs> decided to walk away. <laughs> anyway, super weird. Uh, and the last one that I ended up on because, uh, like I said, I I did sort of cop out by accident. I thought I just want like my brain is already mush. I may as well go for the dumbest thing I can think of to find. So I <laughs> the last one I ended up with was. Crushing satisfying things by car, four point oh, yes. three million That's views. Pretty good. I'm very into this, uh, which is exactly what it sounds like. Although, really, like the items ended up being very low rent, like you know, a set of um, like sidewalk chalk or like wow, uh, like <laughs> a, a car. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, um, like uh, a bottle of Fanta, so a, a, a bottle of Fanta, which actually didn't explode, surprisingly. This is like, so lame. Like, I know it was. You spent and, and fifteen also, cents to crush something with your car. This, I'm so angry. Did they do like a watermelon? Um, I don't remember if there was a watermelon. They did, or something? they did. They did Tide Pods. What? That's just not even interesting. Fucking terrible. They make like a popping sound, and the hosts are incredibly irritating. I I thought about taking a clip, but I was just too sadistic. Is it like um, a Logan Paul kind of like? Oh, hey, hey guys! Get those uh, it lights was coming. It was more like uh, heliumed Logan Paul, like nice. very, very fast talking, very like kind of like twee, but mm. like Texas twee. Very, very frustrating to watch. Uh, I'm so, so anyway, sorry. that's so what I learned is that if you skid into the prank zone, um, it really starts treating you like a baby whose brain is made of garbage. Um, <laughs> And uh, I don't know if I'll ever be the same. But can I ask a question? Do yeah. you think that that's uh, almost like we're already in bizarre territory for like conspiracy theories and stuff? So let's just go with it. Do you think that those types of prank videos or like whatever the hell that second one was or the first one, the one where like the woman's just like walking to work and heating up her burrito yeah. in the microwave? Like, do you think that's just a foil for the art right? The, the art right? The no. Art right? 
No. So that they can like dumb you down and then they swoop in with the ideological. No, I really think the, the, the truth is more horrible and more banal, which is that. But who is watching this shit? Well, I never want to use the internet after this experience. (laughs) You, You have to understand there's just like, okay, so you think that you understand culture if you look at like the top 10 at the box office or like the top 10 albums on the billboard charts. But that's not true because those things take time and money to, you know, people have to like go to a theater or they have to rent a thing they have to pay for a thing. So there's like a threshold of quality. But yeah. YouTube is giving you this like unfiltered view into what people really want. And what people really want is crushing satisfying things by car. <laughs> they want when food is bay. <laughs> I'm I'm still really confused by that title when food is bay. Um I I think you know in my experience uh what people really are drawn to on YouTube is like personalities. So um you know you see it in like obviously Joe Rogan, Ben Shapiro, Milo, but you also see it in when food is bay, crushing satisfying things with car like those videos Simon that you're describing sound really shitty but they do have um distinct personalities like people creators yeah. whatever at the center of them um and you know i found this in my own youtube watching experience that like even though if someone random came along and watched one video from a creator that i really like it's more the cumulative effect of following that creator's work like every day uh, or whenever they post a new video that um you know keeps you coming back mm. I'm not arguing for the quality of the videos that you watched or the creators you watch because they sound quite bad. But um, I think that's sort of where the audience is coming from a lot of the time. Can I ask a question? Yeah. I, does anyone actually watch YouTube videos? Yeah, all the like, time. No, I watch like, YouTube videos. Really? But like I watch some very select ones, but mostly like I just stay away. Right. Well, you only I mean, watch like philosophy lectures and uh, <laughs> I don't know. Watch your points. I like oh yeah that's, that's good i mean like video yeah. essays, it's a perfect example it's like are, are there things that you're interested in and you would want to hear people talk about like that's sort of what youtube is yeah i just it just seems like crap mostly other than the yeah, good that, stuff that was what then the good stuff is extremely seldom well and yeah, yeah. yeah i don't want to i don't want to get into this too much but part of the the problem with um sort of left tube trying to combat the uh the alt-right, I mean, obviously, they've just had, like, a, a, this incredible milestone with that H-Bomber guy mm-hmm. uh, Twitch stream where, like, that that community really came together and, like, did something amazing. But in general, like, the problem that they face is that, you know, left creators tend to want to do research yeah. and, like, take time to do things correctly so that even guys like uh, like Sean, who mostly just, like, have, like, a still image with, with, with voiceover and, like, some relatively rudimentary editing um that stuff takes like time and some effort whereas most of the alt-right guys like they don't care about research they don't care about um mm-hmm. aesthetics they don't care they they just want to like the more vo- vocal distortion there is when they yell into the microphone the better the more their their swine audience loves it and um <laughs> you know in a, in a way like the the pr- more production values are almost worse because it like you know, it, it, you it could erode. It, it slows you down, and it could erode your credibility by making you seem too polished. So, um, th- th- there's just and YouTube rewards that content churn, right? Mm-hmm. So it's 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 there. You're they're fighting an uphill battle, but I th- I think it is slowly uh, going their way. I want to go uh, really quick and talk about my experience um, with this. Do it, uh, Simon. I think you made a huge mistake by positioning <laughs> this as well. You made a lot of mistakes, but one yeah, of I them did. was um, positioning this as a game. Um, because I immediately thought, okay, how am I going to win this game? Um, so I, I actually started with a goal in mind. I thought, okay, so we're starting, um, with any video, check this out. I started with any video on the YouTube trending page and Uh my goal is within five jumps of related videos. I want to see a video about lizard people. As we all know, the people who actually control, uh, our planet and its economy and politics. Right. Um, So uh, I started, um, Simon, with sort of the line of thinking that you had, which is like, what are the different, like, broad genres uh, or zones of YouTube videos, right? Like, so if I could click on a a video, for example, about like sports bloopers, would that get me um, closer or further away from lizard people? Uh, That's actually, I think it's further because we're talking about a conceptual distance. 
Yeah, but your conceptual distance is of uh, okay. Can we not? Space, okay. Right. So it could be actually listeners <laughs> admin at hacks.fm write in. <laughs> so there, when you look at the YouTube trending page, there are uh, you know distinct genres, and YouTube even like breaks them out for you, right? Like here's the like gaming category, here's the news category, here's the music, here's the sports, whatever. And actually, um, I had a very strange experience where the Tor node, so Tor is a browser that like takes the traffic you're sending to YouTube, scrambles it up, and then makes it look like it's coming out of your machine at some other place uh, yeah. in the world. Mm -hmm. And so the my my output node on the Tor network was in like Germany or Slovakia or something. So all the videos were in like German or like some sort of Russo, uh, European Russo dialect. Um, so I didn't know what the hell was going on. Um, but, uh, you can still see those genres manifested, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's the, like five women who are super hot or whatever. Didn't start with that one. Um, <laughs> but what I did find, uh, was really helpful, um, was starting with like movie, uh, um, mega clips. Uh, so the first yeah. one was, um, the title is rush hour three comedy scenes. Um, so these are scenes from the movie Rush Hour 3. I had never seen it. With Jackie uh, Chan? Yes, with Jackie Chan. And, and Roman Tucker. Polanski, who makes a Roman cameo. Polanski. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, he does. I can say, not impressed by any of the comedy, and this supercut was only 2 minutes and 29 seconds long. Uh, so <laughs> it speaks to sort of the quality of the film, perhaps. But then from there, a lot of the uh, related things were just your regular chum, the kind of stuff that you were talking about, Simon bloopers of various kinds um the one i clicked on was ingenious secret techniques used by the secret service uh, <laughs> my th my thought was if i can get um into the zone of like listicles that are like military related maybe it might lead me to like area 51 type of stuff um none of these techniques by the way were were that ingenious the most interesting one was the queen of england has a signaling system using her handbag for her handlers so shifting the handbag from one hand to the other signals that she needs to be sort of like excavated from a conversation uh, because it, she finds it boring or something like that huh. that's, not a, that's a good yeah. system actually it's a great system the channel is brain time if anyone's interested and then from there we started getting a little bit deeper a little bit closer to the goal uh, and I clicked on a video called 11 Mysterious Videos That Cannot Be Explained. <laughs> and, then, and this is... Did any of them point, feature lizard people? Uh, no. A lot of them um, featured ghosts. A uh, ghost escaping from a hotel room. Escaping? How uh, does a ghost escape? Shouldn't the ghost be free to move? Well, I guess the ghost sort of floated out of a hotel room. Okay. So yeah, so like these are like... Captive. They're all fake videos. <laughs> the captive ghost... <laughs> We can go really deep if you want. But um, yeah, so these these were all like little one and a half minute stories that would belong on like the Unsolved Mysteries television show from like the late 90s. Right, yeah. Um, you know, or like dash cam footage like you were talking about earlier, uh, Simon. There was one where like a semi truck swerves to avoid a man, but it's not apparent where the man came was. from. Uh, to to be on that road and then the narrator says like some have theorized that the man could be a scientist from the future who miscalculated a time travel <laughs> teleportation with the, with the narrator then says oh you can actually see him walk onto the road if you look closely so he sort of undercuts his own point at first it's difficult to see why the truck swerves but then the answer becomes apparent a man wearing what looks to be a lab coat seems to appear out of nowhere Several theories have attempted to explain this bizarre event. It's been suggested that the man could be a scientist from the future who miscalculated a time travel teleportation. If you look closely, however, you can actually see the man crossing the road in front of the truck. So, you know, once you're into like the, the listicle zone of YouTube videos, it's pretty much game on. And like you just have to okay, sort of scroll down the list mm. until you find something that's like vaguely paranormal. Par so, so how many hops are you in right now? Three hops? So this is the third video I've watched. The fourth video, um, see if you can follow the progression. The 10 most compelling pieces of evidence that may prove time travel exists. Okay. 5.7 million huh. views. Um, okay, not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this is a video where people who like, essentially people who have had strokes like say that, oh, I was looking at the calendar and I, it looked like it was a calendar for like a year that's five years from now because the, all the dates were messed up. Or like right. some 80-year-old no some man tells someone else a story about how when he was a child, the government experimented on him. Whoa. Or like, oh, here's an old photo where it looks like someone's wearing a t-shirt and jeans. 
But like those things weren't invented back then. Really? Whoa. Yeah, yeah. The Montauk Air Force Station is rumored to house a massive subterranean laboratory where top secret government experiments in time travel are being conducted. Rumors began in the early 1980s when two men, Preston Nichols and Al Bialek, said that they had begun to recover suppressed memories of working in the lab. Many believe that the laboratory managed to create a time tunnel which allows scientists to travel back to 1943. And it all seems very, very real and very plausible to me. Um, Is it? Well, these videos do seem to prove that time travel exists. (laughs) Right, no, but... Now that you've been subjected to it. Did, did oh, you're your, asking, did my brain melt? Have yeah, you been like, radicalized to the timey-wimeys? <laughs> did, you, did you waver at all in like your understanding of the world? Not yet. Okay. But we are getting closer to like the real truths of the world, right? So like it, right. in this progression of videos, we're like progressively peeling back the layers of reality, right? And getting to the, the core seed, much like the seed of the onion, that is the truth. The seed of the onion. The seed of the right. onion. Okay. okay I'd so- like to point out that no one honored the original rules, which was specifically just to click on the worst thing in your recommendations. You've you've Yeah, but gotten- worst is such a bad What do you, well, yeah, what like what does that mean? You made very bad rules. I mean, worst could be defined like it's so subjective. Yeah. The, there I, were no I, parameters. I, I was asking you to make a subjective choice. Yeah, okay. Well, so then you can't say that we didn't do it right. I can because clearly Rob had a had a specific goal in mind, which I was not looking for a specific goal. I was looking to see where the algorithm takes us when you choose the worst content. But what happens when only, you're the We're only halfway through my my spiel here, and you know I will fully cop to cheating because this next video I clicked on was the best thing in the recommended feed, and its title is hashtag Bush Funeral. Three points of view with hashtag seething frog, hashtag body language ghost, hashtag <laughs> red pill 78. Oh, man. Okay, okay here we go. So, now it's getting good. I'm You're not- getting awfully close to the, to the David Icke types for sure. Yes. So um, 600,000 views on this one. Okay. And that's, that's, pretty low. that's pretty low. Really? Well, he, uh, what is it? Food is Bay was like 5 million or something. 40 well, million. 40. 40 million. Sorry, 40 million views. <laughs> More so- people need to watch this video. Um, so this is clips from the Bush funeral. and um, Wait, did the other one die? The older Bush. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and this was uh, a person um, whose name, uh, Nom de Guerre, is Body Language Ghost. And she's um, playing clips from the funeral as like dignitaries greet each other and pausing the video and being like, okay, Laura Bush is uh, shaking Bill Clinton's hand right now. And you can see that his forehead is creased. That means he's stressed. Uh, He's worried about something. We don't know what yet. And then going on to the next uh, clip and being like, uh, you know, okay, well, here's Michelle Obama. She's waving to the younger Bush. Um, and you can see that she's wearing a necklace that has a cross on it. Is that a Christian cross? Or maybe it looks like it's inverted, like that mm. kind of shit. This sounds brilliant. It is mm-hmm. brilliant. Um, in the second half of the video, this guy, Red Pill 78 takes over. And he <laughs> takes us on a real ride. You're watching Red Pill 78, the corruption detector. All right, so we start here on the left. We begin with Laura with her hand on her chest looking at the coffin. And here's an agent watching her. And right here, he does a handoff with the infamous envelope. So the handoff has been made. You can see Laura is reading it. She's taking that first look. Her mouth drops in shock at what she's seeing. She shows Jeb. Jeb hasn't quite seen it yet. This agent right here is staring at George W. Bush, and you can see George is looking at someone, perhaps POTUS. And then here is this agent staring right at the camera because he knows this is being captured. So I don't know how familiar you how familiar you guys are with the QAnon yeah. uh, stuff. I have a fairly decent level of familiarity. Okay, yes. good. We're in good company. I'm like an entry-level person. Okay. So are you aware, Moral, that at Bush Sr.'s funeral, all the dignitaries there received special envelopes that contained their letters of indictment for their um, extra-temporal sex crimes? <laughs> What? This speaks to the time yes. traveling well, part of the Q mythos. Oh, there's a time traveling part? Maybe you can contextualize Dude. that. Well, yeah, but maybe our listeners aren't as online. Okay, so the world, nutshell, the world is controlled by reptiles yeah. um, who are based in Antarctica, who can travel through time and space. 
um, who are in league with these movers and shakers at the head of the U.S. government who are evil pedophiles. Um, and Q is uh, an agent deep within the United States state uh, who is working to disrupt um, this league of villains. Whistleblow. Whistleblow. Exactly. He's a hero, an American hero. Um, so at this uh, funeral, uh, it is said by Red Pill 78 that um, all these people, you know, receive these letters informing them that they are being indicted for all of these crimes. And so it's the same kind of thing where the person is like pausing the video and seeing like, okay, you can see that um, Hillary Clinton is looking at her hands and it looks like there's a piece, piece of paper at her hands. And if you look two rows back, because we're at a funeral, right? All the pews, you can mm -hmm. see that there's a guy uh, staring directly at her. And that guy must be an FBI agent who's assigned to monitor her. <laughs> and then there's another guy next to him. He's looking directly at the camera because he knows that all of this is being recorded for history. Wow. So that was that video. It was very interesting. And mm -hmm. here is where we get to the really good stuff. So the next video that I clicked on, and this is the final one, and I decided, like, close the book on this whole exercise because I'm satisfied. Here's the title. Mm -hmm. QAnon reveals Vatican Rothschild reptilian connection behind the deep state. <laughs> hell one, yeah. Hell yeah. This one has um, over a quarter million views, which, again, I that's, think very good. That's very low. That's, it's by the standards of, we've been looking at, it's 40 million for good. Food is Bay. That's the benchmark. You guys, this is like, these are people who have been like, they truly see the world as it is. I know, but I'm saying it's not a good number to say like, oh, this has been like widely viewed. If we're talking about like, what are videos that like radicalize people? Over a quarter of a million people have found their way to a video where someone spent half an hour very <laughs> oh seriously God. and slowly explaining <laughs> that the Vatican is actually a satanic organization that's in league with an extraterrestrial reptilian race that has secretly ruled over humanity for centuries through human or hybrid intermediaries. But it's definitely not anti-Semitic, you guys. No, definitely. Definitely well, not. Many followers of QAnon who fall into the camp of Christian patriots perceive the connection as exposing an otherworldly satanic influence over the Vatican, the Rothschilds, and other forces making up the deep state. Closer analysis, however, suggests that what QAnon is really referring to by the symbolism is a very physical, this-worldly influence over the deep state, Tillian extraterrestrials. Speaking of, um, he also says that the Rothschild family is deeply in implicated in the confluence of satanic forces involving the Vatican and reptilians, and one of its members plays the role of the Pendar, which this guy <laughs> earlier explains what? is the Latin word for penis of the dragon. Uh, and the Pendar dude is the CEO of Earth, as we all know. Oh, um, yeah. So can we go watch this? Yes, I think you should. Actually, this guy, Michael Sala, um, has a whole series of books. Um, the most recent one um, is called Antarctica's Hidden History, Corporate Foundations of Secret Space Programs, which, as the book's website says, is the number one seller on Amazon in the UFO category. Okay, that sounds fucking dope. Yeah, it does. Can we get this guy on? Uh, yeah, he already did uh, an interview, which I listened to too much of, on another podcast. And this is my shout out for the episode. The Higher Side Chats podcast, Higher Side Chats, which is exactly what it sounds like. Mm -hmm. um, and his intro was, uh, if you don't know Dr. Saleh, he's been a pioneer in the development of exopolitics, yeah. the political study of key actors, institutions, and processes associated with extraterrestrial life, which actually would be a good um, discipline for you, Morel. He has a PhD in government from the University of Queensland, Australia, and an MA in philosophy from the University of, University of Melbourne. What do you look at me for? Yes, PhD. Uh, yeah, that's great. I mean, I think this is actually very interesting, and I have a deep interest in this sort of thing. And I think we should totally explore this further. <laughs> okay. Okay. Wait, and, and the listeners can when they go and listen to that other podcast. But I guess my point is that, like, you guys are not impressed by the numbers of views on these like incredibly weird and radical videos but the fact that you can get to this stuff on youtube with just a few clicks uh is that's pretty impressive of, it's pre it's pretty wild um it's pretty great you know and you can do it like you can imagine the person who is clicking around on like oh what are like 10 spooky yeah. things the 10 spookiest things ever captured on dash cam uh right like that's you can imagine a person doing that. And then, you know, their tastes get more sort of exotic as the browsing session proceeds. And all of a sudden they're looking at like time travel shit or like reptilian shit. 
Uh, I was pretty convinced by the way that sort of the, the extremity uh, of those choices sort of ramp up uh, through the, uh, the, the graph of recommended videos. Interesting. So, I mean, I, my conclusion from my experience, by the way, I, by any metric, I won this game because I suffered the most. Yeah. Um, it's well, I don't know. I, I had to listen to some idiots. You did. Oh, that's true. I think, Uh, I I, I guess, I guess the real answer is we all lost. I I mean, yeah, I I don't think anyone wins when they're watching just like, and I mean, content on YouTube. I I mean, Rob won by the rules of his own invention, but they weren't the rules that I wrote down. So you don't win. Wow. Sorry. So (laughs) I think like, I mean, what are your your searing takes on, on this experiment? One thing I find interesting in terms of kind of commonalities is that you and I both ended up on Pope-related videos. Mm-hmm. Yes. But very, mm-hmm. very different types. Um, and, like, Simon, I don't even know where you ended up. Like, that's a horrifying place of the internet. But, like, it was an evil that I hadn't even anticipated. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, it was I ended evil, up in the... It was the evil of the ordinary. Yeah, yeah, and like whereas I ended up like in the kind of presumed evil that we all thought exi- like well no exists, right? right? Yeah. Um and was able to kind of pull myself out of it. Um but like where Rob ended up and I feel like there's some kind of there's something to unpack because what's interesting is that there's some kind of incremental thing that occurs I think when you get to like what you can only really call well I don't even know what you call it but like the limits of our knowledge and then kind of the realm of the fantastic mm-hmm. um, as fact. And there are commonalities across like the, the content that I viewed and the content that you viewed, which is to say like, you know, for instance, with the alt writers, there's this big focus on like trying to use kind of what appears to be a logic um, as essentially kind of like a, a trope to undercut arguments or refutations. In your case, it's using kind of the unknown you know, how can you, well, we don't have evidence for this. Well, here's evidence that, you know, I, this PhD in whatever exo politics mm-hmm. has, um, and there's nothing to really kind of, uh, call it in a question beyond what we, like the limits of our knowledge today. Um, that's not a very articulate statement that I just made, but all this to say that I think they're actually quite common, even though they're not converging. Um, whereas I really don't know what to make of Simon's experience (laughs) other than like you are the entertainment that will kill us right like the the kind of total banality and like low grade shit on the internet that will like essentially kind of lead to us having brains that are vestigial yeah your your (laughs) stuff started normal and became more normal (laughs) more deeply deeply normal as you went on and i i agree with you morel that like simon's videos are are like that's the sort of stuff that we're going to look back at in 20 years and be like like why is this clocking up our data centers like why did we create these artifacts <laughs> yes it's gonna <laughs> no worth in them it'll shut down the internet because yeah. there's just too much of this stuff or i mean i think it's still like uh in a sense i think there's kind of an unspoken danger to it um to food is bay because people are spending hours looking at this garbage. It takes a shitload of time to watch videos, right? Yeah, like, even it if does. You're yeah, that's up. what I discovered. So there's got to be some kind of meta commentary about like what that means. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to have to think about that more in the future because we have gone long on some very, very bad content. Um, <laughs> we hope we've left you with some things to think about. We do not recommend you try this at home. Um, I have had some thoughts about ways to do alternate versions of this experiment, or game or whatever, which maybe we'll do in 20 or 30 or 200 episodes, or maybe never, depending on uh, how much decent other content we can come up with instead. Yeah. Um, anyway, we hope this has been uh, of interest to anyone, and we're sorry for uh, sharing our brain infection with you, uh, and we, we hope to resume regular, regular programming or something like it next week. Uh, in the meantime... If for some reason you enjoyed this, um, <laughs> please uh, rate and review the show on iTunes and other places. You can find us there and on Spotify and many other places, uh, all linked from hacks.fm. And you can find us on Twitter. Rob is at RG Scherf. That's S-C-H-E-R-F. Um, Moral is at Snootlet. And I am at Holomines. Uh, Rosemary, who could not be with us uh, this week, but we hope will rejoin us next week, is at rose m heather and that's it from us blessedly and i'm gonna go 
take like 18 Tylenol nights and hope to never wake up. <laughs> I feel um, like Rosemary is listening to this being like, what the fuck did you guys do? She really dodged I, a bullet I, I this time. She really, really did. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for, for sharing this with us, everyone. And uh, we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye. Puppet masters almost surely have a plan There's clearly maybe something there beyond the realm of man Until we've thoroughly tested every last close-chested view Find the more you think you know, the less you really do Where would we be without THC? We know the lying to us, just don't know to what degree Where would we be without THC? Carl Wood and Company